0: Hello and welcome to this week's podcast of this week's One Life Left Radio Show. I'm Simon Byron. I am Steve Curran. Uh, We've just finished recording um, an uneventful show. Um, The one thing I don't think we managed to cover, Steve, was that uh, because there was no natural place for it. But um, what did you think of that trailer that dropped this week? What trailer? The trailer that got everybody
2: talking. See, I'm not on Twitter, so I don't see everyone talk these days. What was the okay.
0: trailer? Let me, I'm gonna, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna, um,
2: oh no, not, not live up.
0: reacts. It's gonna be a live react <laughs> like all the young people. No. Yeah, um, so this was a trailer that was released as part of the IGN fan fest. Is it F Zero? I don't know what that is. It's not F Zero. <sighs> um, but I'd like you to talk, just sort of chat through, um, you know what you're seeing, and whether it's a game that you're interested in. So I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm already I'm worried. Put the, okay. Put the uh, in
2: link so in the is, chat. This
0: was a, a trailer that, and I think we're, I think we'll probably listen for about thirty-five seconds. Okay,
2: all right. I'm I'm clicking on it now. Talk us through your thoughts and feelings. May contain content inappropriate for children. Okay, so it's called Kingmakers. There's a Scottish man. And it looks like a looks like a kind of standard RTS Empire building game. Lots of men oh right. <laughs> and now there's someone Okay. Yeah. So now there's a man shooting weapons driving a truck through and loads medieval army just sniping horses
1: <laughs>
2: yeah very good
0: yeah five, five, five it's years it's in the making um, into huge the like that very very bold thing to do because you're right you start looking at that and you're like okay i've seen this okay game. i've paused it i get it yeah 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 very Great good idea for a game it's now already uh, sorry i think that was um premiered Last Tuesday, it's the 76th most wish-listed game on Steam.
2: Yeah, already. Of course it is. Like I, is. I suppose that speaks to the thing that we'll talk about later in the show that you're all about to listen to. But uh, when you have that idea for making a game, and you're like, suddenly, mm, that will make sense. Like, wouldn't that be great
0: to drive a car? At yeah. Night? No. I mean, yeah. seriously. Yeah. yeah no. Absolutely. That's yeah.
2: absolutely it. And you're like, yeah, I can imagine that working. Like, this wouldn't make me go. Uh, and then have that moment of pain where I realize I have to do it because there's no way I could make something like that myself. So to be honest, yeah, if you can do that... (laughs) Go away and do it. Like, someone else can have that idea, and they have had that idea, and they've made it, and that's going to do brilliantly.
0: Yeah, Good work. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Good. Um, only two more shows with four GDC then mm. um, to go. So, uh, yeah, and then I'm not going to be around for a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. Break. Well, maybe three, maybe three weeks. Don't I don't know. Let's see. But, yeah. Um, Uh, that's all the admin I had to do I think anything else on your side
2: nothing on my side please join the discord play the game and let us know what you think
0: yes do do there's a free game for every listener uh, exclusively over at the One Life Left discord you don't get that off Giant Bomb (laughs) even if they're still going are they I don't know anyway thank you for listening we're still going so you're about to find out here's the show (laughs)
2: Good evening and welcome to One Life Left, we're a video game radio show, we broadcast live every Monday on Resonance 104.4 FM, and my name is Steve Curran. Hello,
0: I am Simon Byron. How are you, Simon? I'm doing okay, thank you, Steve. Uh, all is all is okay. Mm, that's all we can expect at our age. i oh, tell you what, yeah. Um, yes, as long as we're okay, then we're okay, aren't we? I don't know, this <laughs> is just... It's just Lots, lots of everything's uh, a bit difficult at the moment, isn't it? Feels mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. poor us, poor us, poor us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's
2: all right though. It's all right. It's um, it's been a busy week for me, Simon. I've been making a video game. We'll talk more about that later in the show. That's why I'm here. I've been making several video games because that's literally my job. Uh, and uh, I don't know what I honestly. It's been such a rush today. I haven't even had time to do the mental process of, have I even played anything this week to talk about?
0: Um, uh, I've seen some games you haven't been playing. What do you mean? you Have been you been stalking me on Steam? You've been watching... I do like to stand behind you <laughs> uh, whilst, whilst you're... Uh, looking you know, over my shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I saw you talking about a game that you hadn't started.
2: A game that I haven't started... Oh, that one. Right. Yeah, no, I haven't. But everyone's talking about that one, aren't they? I've played it. Mm, Okay. Well, you're going to talk about that in the show? Might do. Who knows? Excited. Excited. And we'll talk about uh, about the news in a second with Charles Bot, which you have kindly put together. No guest this week. Um, it is
0: with kindness that I put the, the news together. You know, you are kindness and love. love. Kindness and love, I can tell. Kindness. <laughs> Just kindness. In the, in the sense of, uh, oh God, do I have to do that again?
2: <laughs> Surely we can automate it by now. I'm back in the coding you zone. Thought I should so, be
0: able to you? do it. I, not. I mean, actually, using Charles Bot this week, it was the first time where I thought, um, oh, I can see um, how people could use this, Mm. artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. I might become a LinkedIn influencer about it all. (laughs) Um, Because he does come up with some ideas that I would have used in my previous job. Really?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people, a lot of people doing that. We are increasingly uh, moving into a state where it's just AI talking to AI. We're just watching, watching the river flow, aren't we, Simon? Sounds like a gentle,
0: benign existence. Indeed. Um, somebody pointed out that a lot of the AIs just talk to each other on Twitter now. The, the AI makes a post and then the AI sort of mm. argue back at it. And um reminded me, though, that we were mentioned on Twitter uh, yesterday. Were we? Matthew Tubbs. Matthew Tubbs kindly suggested to the Game Awards <laughs> that, we, that we needed a shout out. And I thought, that was very kind of you, Matthew, but mm-hmm. the stuff we say about Jeff yeah. <laughs> probably, probably, won't, probably won't get us the sort of shout out that... Uh,
2: do us a shout out, but don't get AI to do a, a you know a precy of what we talk about, you know? No. Please, have they mentioned the game awards? Once or twice. What have they
0: said about me? Never mind. Do they do Do they pronounce my surname consistently? <laughs> no, they don't. They don't.
2: Do they do that deliberately? Unclear with those guys. You don't know. Mm. Uh what else have we got coming up on the show? Well, we will have some reviews. I've just I've just scanned my Steam library. I don't think I've played anything this week, so I'm Oh, that's great news! going <laughs> to be a good show. It is. Hopefully, you can uh, you can hold it all together. Maybe you've uh, you've played a lot. Well, you've played a game that I haven't played, and we can talk about that. Uh, okay, you know, maybe I can hold together the interview section because you can talk about my game that I
0: released exclusively today. Up like- Excellent stuff. I'm going to give you a grilling like we do with all our guests, and then you could do a Reddit post about uh, anything else that you did that didn't involve starting one life left a billion
1: years ago. <laughs> Just
2: literally, literally nothing. Uh, we'll also talk about the marioki gig that we're going to do exclusively for Resonance FM, who, uh, as ever, ever this time of year, uh, require your support. Please pop along to the Resonance FM website at resonancefm.com have a look how you can help them and us and all the other brilliant shows they broadcast Uh, but as i've mentioned before we'll be doing a benefit gig and i'll talk about that later in the show shall we one life left get on with
0: the news let's do it steve (laughs)
1: Me, CharlesBot1.1 Microsoft has confirmed that four of its Xbox exclusives, including Pentiment, Hi-Fi Rush, Sea of Thieves and Grounded, will be released on PlayStation and Nintendo Switch. The games, which have been praised for their unique gameplay and visuals, will be available on the new platforms from February 22nd. Xbox boss Phil Spencer has also hinted at the possibility of more games going multi-platform in the future. However, he clarified that Starfield and Indiana Jones will remain Xbox exclusives for now. This move is seen as a strategy to expand the reach of these games and invest in future versions or other first-party titles. In a playful twist, imagine if Sony reciprocated by releasing some of their exclusives on Xbox. We could have Uncharted, Drake's Misadventures in Kinect, God of War, Kratos' Dance Revolution, or even The Last of Us, Ellie's Cooking Challenge. That was playful. (laughs)
0: It <laughs> wasn't it. Cheeky scamp Charles Botts. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah,
2: I'm, I'm glad that uh, Phil clarified that they will re- remain exclusives for now.
0: For now. Is that exclusive?
2: <laughs> Everything's exclusive for now.
0: For now. For now. Um, yes, well, there we go. It's the news that didn't surprise anybody. Mm-hmm. Um hi Fry Rush, available for pre-purchase now. Well, you, you said
2: that was going to stealth drop.
0: I did, yes. I did think it would. I, mm. Yeah, apologies. You're almost... I, yeah. can't, I can't be right all the time, can it, I? The pre-purchase
2: stealth dropped when they that's were ready true. to announce it. So you yes, were right, basically. Yeah. You were right. Pentiment. Uh, bless on you. Sale <laughs> 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 on sale now.
0: On sale now.
2: Uh Have you played that? I have not. Hi-Fi Rush,
0: uh, and, it, and it's a uh, uh, pentiment is now on more formats for me to not play it. Okay, so. great,
2: fantastic. Uh,
0: I uh, did play Hi-Fi Rush. I was enjoying Hi-Fi Rush until mm-hmm. I moved to Bluetooth earbuds on the Steam Deck at the time, and it's impossible to play a rhythm action game with Bluetooth mm. earbuds because of the latency. Despite the fact it actually does have some pretty generous latency adjustments, you can make. And so I found it very difficult when it got to some of the latter levels. So I uh, I stopped playing it.
2: Poor you. What about grounded Yeah, grounded
0: not played that mm.
2: i've looked at it a few times though and i thought shall i play this then i haven't
0: <laughs> okay well you'll be able to not play it on on switch on april the 16th what was the other one was there another one sea of thieves ah right well that's so that is a
2: very microsoft game isn't it that's that's because it's rare owned yep. by them yep um so that's quite exciting it's still still going isn't it the sea of thieves it's still doing quite well i believe
0: yes I mean again it's one of those games uh, that was billed as this massive open world with other people in it which mm. really did put me off kind of <laughs> and they have now I think um included modes that do allow you to just play on your own mm-hmm. um, which is almost the opposite of what they were doing with it originally so um yeah but still still mm-hmm. haven't haven't played that
2: Hmm. Me neither, uh, but I've got some friends who 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 love it. And time was, uh, there was that tricky period for Rare, wasn't there? Where uh, I assume on One Life Left, we would have covered all of the rumours that Rare was in trouble and and going to close. Uh, but they've been they've been doing all right for a while off the back of this.
0: Yeah, from the outside, from the dry land, Sea of Thieves seems to be a success. They've got the Monkey Island uh, single player story bit as well, haven't mm-hmm. they? For you old people.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I, I do want to play uh, a pirate game. You're right, but I want to be a solo pirate, or just someone marooned on a desert
0: island. Although I want then to dance with, I want to dance with the governor's daughter. That's all you <laughs> want to do in a pirate's game, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Sony is testing the waters for PlayStation VR 2 compatibility with PCs, aiming to expand the gaming variety for VR 2 users beyond PS5 titles. Despite a slow start in sales since its launch in February 2023, Sony remains hopeful, with the interim PlayStation CEO Hiroki Totoki believing the VR2 has a good chance of outselling its predecessor. Among the upcoming releases is Rebellion's Zombie Army VR. However, Sony acknowledges that VR is a challenging category, with expectations for its impact on gaming not yet fully met. In a bid to justify people buying it, Sony could try making PlayStation VR2 compatible with other ludicrous things. Perhaps a toaster so you can virtually burn your toast every morning or maybe a vacuum cleaner for those who want to experience the thrill of virtual dust busting. And why stop there? How about compatibility with your refrigerator so you can virtually raid it at midnight without gaining a pound? Or even better, make it compatible with your lawnmower so you can virtually mow your lawn while sitting on your couch. The possibilities are endless and equally absurd. <laughs>
2: Uh, Charles, Charles is on it, though, with that vacuum cleaning game. We talked about yeah. that, didn't we?
0: Yeah, yeah, mm. that was a uh, good use of the AR. Um, this is incredible, really, isn't it? What an admission um, that in order to get you more content uh, for your PSVR, you will be able to buy, uh, well, hopefully be able to use it on your PC. So, you know, having spent £600 on the PlayStation VR and £500 mm. on the PlayStation Five. <laughs> you can now plug it into a gaming PC, which is not an insignificant cost either, um, to play more games there. Mm. How are you getting on with your
2: VR device? You, you're presumably over the honeymoon period now.
0: Yeah, we play golf, walkabout mini golf infrequently. Mm-hmm. Um, I did uh, embarrass myself um, one evening when Kate was out by, I bought the Rocky game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was doing some fighting um, and that's a very strange experience in VR um, is having these, these, uh, polygon ca- characters come at you. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was good. And then, yeah, I have been, able, I have recovered from the crouch reloading on, my cover. I can, <laughs> I can put my shoes on without making <laughs> oof noise. Can you?
2: I, can, I, yeah. I don't think I can do that anymore
0: oh so, so i mean I, yes they are uh, they are there um uh, but no i mean every movement was an an effort for about three days after i played that game so um yeah i think that there is space for vr and mm-hmm. um, you know i haven't tried playstation vr 2 but i understand it is brilliant but um it uh, yeah making it compatible with your pc setup i don't know just feels like more more wires going in more places
1: Warner Brothers Discovery's Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League has failed to meet the company's expectations despite its highly anticipated release. The game, launched on February 2nd for PS5, Xbox Series XS, and PC, was met with a lukewarm reception and suffered from server issues and a bug. The company's CFO, Gunnar Wiedenfels, hinted at a challenging Q1 due to the game's underperformance. Meanwhile, Rocksteady Studios, the game's creator, plans to release free seasonal content themed around different DC characters, starting with The Joker in March. All in all, it seems like the Suicide Squad has shot itself in the foot, metaphorically speaking. In other news, water is wet, the sky is blue, and gamers love to complain about server issues. Who would have thought? I bet Warner Bros. is just as shocked as we are that a game with bugs and server issues didn't perform well. What a surprising turn of events in the gaming industry. (laughs) Um, So, lukewarm is right
2: isn't it because even the anticipated negative criticism of this game has been lukewarm it seems it seems to me that the critics are disappointed that it wasn't as bad as they thought it was going to be
0: and and so no one's happy it's just fine it's funny isn't it because it feels like um the uh, from the Steam reviews that has been left, everybody's gone the other way. Where mm-hmm. they've gone, actually, mm-hmm. you you thought, yeah, we were told it's going to be terrible, and mm-hmm. it is merely just average. Therefore, we're going to rate it as positive.
2: Yeah, it's just it's it's fine. And so no one knows what to write about it anymore. No one knows where the sort of the public opinion is. And so instead, it just gets put away. We move on to the next thing. Everyone talks about Helldivers Two or whatever else. Um, and meanwhile, Warner put out this statement that says it's, you know, it's not lived up to expectations, which surprises no one either because that was the narrative before it came out. So no, but
0: but the expectations were that it wouldn't live up to the expectations. <laughs> no. is, that, is that still an is that still an expectation? It's complicated. It's complicated. It? I don't know. It's just confusing, which is why there's no coverage around
2: this anymore, apart from on yeah. this radio show where you listeners get the real news. Uh, because we're not afraid to talk about it, we don't care what other people think. I think it's probably fine. Have you played I'm, it? I assume you have no,
0: no, no. I, I, but I mean, it will turn up in a humble bundle or it'll be in Game Pass or whatever mm-hmm. because that's what the that's what they do. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually more intrigued. Yeah, it
2: now. <laughs> I
0: think you'll quite enjoy it. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, quite enjoy it on your Steam Deck, and it'll be it'll be it'll be all right. I'll never play it.
1: I'll look at it and never play it, 7 out of 10. Capcom has issued a belated apology for the botched launch of Street Fighter V, a PS4 exclusive that debuted in 2016. The game was initially panned for its lack of single-player content, unstable online multiplayer and limited character roster. However, Capcom thanked its dedicated fanbase for sticking around, noting that improvements were made over time, including expanding the roster to 45 characters. The company also expressed gratitude for the lessons learned, which were applied to the successful launch of Street Fighter VI. Now, if only my own botched attempts at a Hadouken could be so easily rectified. In the spirit of Capcom's apology, perhaps other publishers and developers might want to consider their own mea culpas. For instance, Bethesda could apologize for the infamous canvas bag debacle during the Fallout 76 launch, or maybe EA could say sorry for the initial lack of content in Star wars battlefront 2 and who could forget the time when ubisoft's assassins creed unity launched with characters missing their faces now those were some real laughable <laughs> moments in gaming history
2: those were some real do you think um we should build into the the Charles bed like a you know a, a drum sort of role but it's like, <laughs> <we don't, laughs> just a bullet point that that kind of thing
0: I'd forgotten about the uh, the fall, Fallout canvas bag incident. Mm. What was that? Completely forgotten about it. It's not. It's not even in there. Let's. Uh, uh, let's. Uh, here we go. Oh, seven months later, mm-hmm. here's a headline from Eurogamer. Bethesda has finally delivered the Fallout 76 canvas bags. <laughs>
2: didn't get mine for the,
0: uninitiate, for the un, uninitiated they mm-hmm. say which is us the backlash to <laughs> Fallout 76 bag gate <laughs> um, um, or uh, as and this is from Eurogamer as our Emma likes to call it the kerfuff the, no the kaduffle that's very good so an outcry from owners of the Fallout 76 power armour edition of the game mm-hmm. which was supposed to come with a canvas west tech bag but instead came with a cheap nylon alternative <laughs> There we go, that does sound that sounds terrific. When was this? Four things. I know. 2019. I guess we all got distracted by something else. Can't we? believe can't believe we forgot
2: about Baggate. So <laughs> everyone was talking about it back then. Yeah. Oh my goodness.
0: Um, um yeah, but unusual for the, the honesty of a publisher to say, got that wrong. I mean, um, unusual for them to bring it
2: up, given that we're a release further on. Yeah. Like it's very strange.
0: Uh, but good for them, I guess. And uh, they certainly do seem to have uh, turned things around. Um, I- I'm not
2: playing fighting games at the moment. Uh, not for any particular reason other than I'm not playing anything at the moment. But I, I haven't played Street Fighter since Street Fighter Five. I think I played briefly. Um, but I have been thinking about them, Simon. Because okay. as mentioned on the show, I've been watching Gladiators. Yeah every Saturday and the gladiators uh they they take their acute uh, I don't know uh, like if you've seen it Simon but as they come on they do a little special move and fire she does a little hadaquin with her invisible does she fireball. Really? she does she does Phantom Fine. I think his is drawn from mortal combat he sort of crouches down and he does he, he does this he makes a cross with okay. his arms and then he sort of brings him down like he's He's yeah.
0: slicing something. Is that is that from something? That is. Yeah. And then just before he ri- rips out Bradley Walsh. <laughs> yeah, oh, no.
2: That's right. Is that right. That's right. That's right.
0: Uh, I wonder how many any, of these um, ones I'm not recognizing. Any, any uh, sp- um what was Chun-Lee's kick called? Spinning bird kick. Spinning bird kick. It's a family show,
2: Simon. You can't do that sort of thing. <laughs> you can't do That sort of thing. <laughs> All right. Uh,
1: final news story. In a bizarre tribute to 30 years of mowing down demons, Swedish company Husqvarna has made the classic game Doom playable on its Automower Nera line of robotic lawn mowers. From fridges to calculators, Doom has been played on a variety of unconventional platforms, but this takes the cake. The game can be navigated using the mower's control knob, but don't expect your lawn to resemble a Doom level. This peculiar update will only be available from April 9th to September 9th. So doom-loving gardeners, get your mowers ready. In the spirit of this, let's imagine some other pun-based video game PR stunts. How about a tie-in with a bakery where you can play Bread Dead Redemption on a smart toaster? Or maybe a collaboration with a shoe brand for Soul Caliber, playable on smart sneakers? And let's not forget the possibility of Super Mario Kart, on actual shopping carts, the possibilities are endless and hilariously entertaining.
0: <laughs> now, this used to be my job—coming mm-hmm. up with stupid ideas like this—and it's obvious that um, the idea that you mow down your enemies in Doom mm. is what sparked this initial <laughs> idea. Great, great yeah. gets, you, gets you some publicity. Mm-hmm. Bread, Dead Redemption is very good. Mm, really it's good. Very good.
2: What would you do with that though?
0: I would promise a client that we would get some coverage uh, if we do something around Bread Dead Redemption. And then I would send in a clipping of an AI voice trained on one of video <laughs> games aristocrats and claim that was worth the money you'd been paying me for the, for the time you've been employing me. That's what I'd do. <laughs> it's perfect, isn't it? Oh, we got some great coverage. We got some mm. great coverage. Listen to this.
2: You might recognise yeah. that voice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is
0: that a that be? Uh, can't talk it's about not. <laughs> <laughs> not, you know.
2: Amazing, amazing. I've missed these uh, stories though of thing running on Device X. Time was uh those came out every week. Uh I'm stuck on Bread, Dead, Redemption now.
0: Bread, Dead, Redemption now, we used to do, yeah, all sorts of silly things. I was, yeah, I I mean, obviously, I can't remember what I did yesterday, let alone, Mm. um, you know, years and years and years ago. But, uh, we, yeah, coming up with these stupid, um, we once spent a hundred pounds getting a voiceover artist to record uh, just like a, Car, like a calming helpline, like mm-hmm. for, for players of one of the Resident Evils, mm. um, and that you could die. You could ring this oh eight hundred number and just listen to it in case. Because if you were too scared, which obviously no one ever was, no. that got on Radio One newsbeat. Amazing,
2: amazing. Uh,
0: what's your what's oh. your
2: what's your blue sky process like, Simon? How do you how do you how do you come up with this magic in an era before ChatGPT?
0: Oh, it was all pun based, wasn't it? I mean, it absolutely, it absolutely was, although I'm not sure. So
2: what it's what the Marioki, uh process of going to rhymezone.com and looking at Go up- to
0: rhymezone.com. I mean, back in the old days, we had to go to the. It was all printed, all the rhymes were printed out <laughs> in <laughs> a big, <laughs> thick book that was Rhyming updated. Rhyming thesaurus. <laughs> exactly. Which was updated once a year. And obviously, that day was really exciting uh, when everybody couldn't wait for the new, <laughs> the new publication. Um, yeah, it was just silly ideas, or mm. it was, or it was stuff. Yeah, stuff that you wanted to do. Um, uh, yeah, you know, great days. Or, or you know, if the worst came to the worst, you'd, 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 you um, you would suggest sailing something down the Thames.
2: <laughs> All right, brilliant. Thanks, Charles.
1: Thanks. Simon. One life left. Video game news with me, Charles. Bot one point one.
2: You are listening to us. That is me and Simon, and we are One Life Left. We're a video game radio show that broadcasts every week on a wonderful radio station called Resonance FM, available at resonancefm.com. You should go there there. now, listen to all the other brilliant shows they have, and support them by giving them some money. We're also a podcast. You can find that at onelifeleft.com. The podcast is put together by our undercaretaker, Phil. He writes the show notes as well. And in the show notes, you can find a link to our Discord. And our Discord is where fans of the show and us gather to chat about the show and other things on our mind, including this week's hot new video game release. My new game. It's not my actual new game. It's just a project. The thing I talked about last week, a weekend project that's now extended into two weekends. And I published it. This morning on the Discord, Simon. Congratulations, Steve. What? Um, what are the early figures? Uh, I haven't, I haven't dared look at the downloads yet. But also, America hasn't got up yet, so it be
0: America hasn't got up yet. They're, yeah, they're, they're, it'd be fine when those they figures wake aren't up. in yet. Yeah those, yeah,
2: those figures aren't in. Um, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a, it's just a web link. It's just an alpha, just a prototype. It's called, it's called Black Diamond, and it's a clicky on things, rotate them, match them puzzle game. It's all right. Built it in Unity.
0: Where did the idea come
2: from, Steve? Uh, The idea came from the other puzzle game that I'm working on, the big puzzle game, the proper puzzle game that's coming out in a couple of months. Uh, And I was designing some shape sets for that. It's also a puzzle game using Figma. Have you ever used Figma, Simon? It's literally the first time I've heard of it. It's a brilliant graphic design tool that even I can use uh, to build prototype things. Uh, and I was just playing around with some shapes on there, came up with an idea for a game, and then thought, oh, oh, I'm going to have to make that then. So I tried to make it, made it, using uh, ChatGPT to help me code, decided to make it in Unity. It's the first time I've coded for, I think, a decade in the, in Unity, um, And not up a prototype, and it was all right. It was a bit slow, not fun. Added some more stuff then cut out loads of other stuff, and then cut out some more stuff. And this weekend thought, right, that'll do. Parceled it up into an actual
0: playable video
2: game and then put it on the Discord.
0: Do you think that noise that you made, um, which I believe was to represent the sound of inspiration crossed with frusta- frustration, mm-hmm. is similar to the noise that all game developers make? I mean, what, did, what noise... Mm. A birthed Thomas Was Alone, for example. <laughs> like Bithel, do you think was it a, or was it a, <laughs> or just a scream? I, yeah.
2: I don't know. For, I don't know. I think, um, I think for me, when I think of an idea like that, I remember it most with pixelgrams, which is the thing that I put out like seven, seven years ago, uh, a, mo- a moment of like genuine sort of pleasure and then followed by the horror of realising, ah, oh, you've got to do it and knowing how annoying it is to make video games. So actually what I wanted to do with this one is really make sure I finished it and just kept it really, really small, finished it, put it out, rather than like the other puzzle game, spend the next 18 months talking about it on the radio show, going, oh, it's great. It's coming in a couple of months. We're just going to add this
0: and this and this. Uh,
2: Not going to do that.
0: Um, Lots of chat whenever uh, um, AI is mentioned about the data set that it's trained on. Mm. Now, if yours is helping you code, do you think that it could have the DNA of other games as well? It's basically uncharted. Candy crush. (laughs) Yeah,
2: exactly. (laughs) Um, The really interesting thing about coding with a... Uh, with something like ChatGPT, at least in my experiences, it's really helpful at the beginning uh, to a point that you're like, this is incredible. It enables you to do so much that you wouldn't be able to do if you're a terrible coder like me. And it just gives you these chunks of code and you can cut and paste them in and they just work in an eerie way. And so you build the skeleton of something pretty quickly. But as your code base gets larger and the little things that you adjust yourselves... Uh, You know, they become more and more of those. Slowly, it becomes less reliable, uh, less able to help you. And that's actually quite useful uh, because it makes you, it forces you to understand what you're doing. So the last weekend, I'm trying to make two quite simple improvements, but it was unable to help me. Now, it answers you confidently and it says, oh, yeah, of course, of course, because I'm very polite to it. So it's very polite to me. Of course, I can help you. I'd love to. And then it gives you some code, and it just doesn't work. And because you're in this, you know, positive relationship with it, you don't want to be mean to it. You're like, "Oh, I'm sorry, that doesn't quite work." It's like, of course, I understand. Here's what we do. Eventually, you run out of polite ways to say you're wrong, that's not working, but you feel awkward about it. So you just have to learn to do it yourself. So it's kind of a, you know, nicely. Uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a really, really good teacher in that respect, in that it kind of forces you. Uh, to understand what you are working with, and, and while my code is an absolute labyrinthine mess, and I would never want anyone else to see it, I do understand how it works, which is not something I thought I would be able to say two weeks ago.
0: Very nice. I just downloaded it as you talked. I mean, I've, I found. I mean, it, it's it's come on since the first version, hasn't it? Well, it you did give yeah. me some
2: feedback on release. I was grateful for your feedback.
0: Thank you. Sol. Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome indeed. How do you score on it, though? So you've got to collect the black diamonds. So if you rotate... Oh, I see.
2: Right. Okay. I hadn't spotted them. And then you'll notice, Simon, they they lurp up to the diamond at the top they l- do it's a lovely little effect that is thank you a little curve on it nice little arc on yeah. it and then there's a little particle effect don't look too closely at that okay. uh and yeah the, the it's got a completion state so you get all of the diamonds and then you Ooh.
0: then you win gives you a few then I win. Yeah. how do you uh, so two things i i'm always interested in this type of game mm-hmm. um is uh how do you make sure that it's always solvable
2: uh, it's always solvable because if the grid blocks up, it generates a new grid behind it and keeps going until uh, there is no pure solution. It doesn't work back from the solution. Whereas my other game, the clever puzzle game, um, creates the solution first and then takes it apart. Uh, okay. this, one, this one, there's just always a way of brute fo- brute forcing it. It's more observation than logic-based.
0: I don't see. I don't think I can get the final two black diamonds on this level.
2: You definitely can if you find don't the final. Well, when the good thing is, Simon, there's a game open state, mm. and when you there is game over state, it'll tell you what you've missed. Should outline it.
0: It does outline. Mm. Um, okay. Mm. It has outlined uh, some, yeah, some, several.
2: <laughs> Should have seen them, Simon.
0: You'll get better. Don't worry. I will get better. No, nice, nice, nice work. How are you going to um? How are you going to monetize it? So, I, again,
2: the the reason I made this is partly to get rid of the idea, but also partly to learn more about the ecosystem because I'm coming, you know, getting closer to this big mobile game puzzle release. So I'm probably going to stick adverts in there. Just uh,
0: stick some adverts. That's stick some adverts because that will
2: yeah, yeah. that will mean I have to learn about how to do that. Uh, and uh, yeah, and. Um, See how it goes. The thing about it is, I'm quite, I'm quite pleased that everything in there is my own. If you, you know, accept that some of it has come from ChatGPT, um, everything in there is my own, and I am now at the limits of my ability to make things look pretty. So, I think that is probably quite good because that means I'm not going to try and polish it into oblivion. I just know it can't get any prettier than that. It probably can't feel punchier. I'm not a UI UX person, so that should. That gives me the permission to just put it out and not worry about anything else. Uh, so stick some adverts in, and uh, this time stick them in a couple and just of weeks' time. Back, yeah, sit watch. back and watch the money roll in. You know when you play one of these games, Simon. I, I don't know how often you play a sort of a mobile puzzle game. I was game.
0: literally just playing it,
2: right? So, but when you play a game in this genre, you see adverts for other games when you play them, right? Other yeah. puzzles, sort of, yeah. you know. Uh, candy crush clones or what have you and when you play those you see more adverts for games Yep. so where does the money come from who's making
0: when like if all the money comes from adverts who's paying for those adverts well this i think you've unearthed a conspiracy there steve haven't you It's, it's uh
2: well i'm going to enter this world aren't i right
0: i hope it's not going to be me well actually, yeah, I don't think your game looks I mean, what you those adverts, you have to have sexy characters in them, don't you? And say and have like words underneath that say this isn't actually the game mm. um in your advert. So, you know, that's that's a world that you're gonna have to get into, I guess. Mm. Just explain to me the difference between hard and extra hard. Just, just
2: more of it. There's a bigger grid. I think hard is bigger grid? Hard is, is t- t- ten. Oh my god, I just clicked on extra hard. It's really Difficult, isn't it? That's
0: extra hard. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you why there's an extra hard in there is because I wanted on the menu there to be four levels rather than three because I wanted to put them into a two yeah. by two grid,
0: and I was like, "Oh, just yeah. bosh, just bosh, extra hard in there." Exactly. Sit back and watch the money coming. <laughs> um, so, can can are you going to keep it up for everybody to download?
2: Yep. Yeah, join the Discord. Uh, you'll see a link there. You can um, you can have a go. You can join our uh, join our alpha community, uh, play the game, and then in a couple of weeks, I'll stick it on the Play Store. And we'll see whether it's the next Bang Man.
0: <laughs> um, are you going to stick leaderboards in there?
2: Funnily enough, the last thing I asked ChatGPT was that, and in order to do that, I'll have to integrate a external service like PlayFab or something like that because I'm not coding my own. Uh, so I might look into that uh, next time. Next time I am not doing actual work. And um, see, I would like to see. I, I, I think it does lend itself quite well to leaderboards. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. don't know how to do them. But as with all of this, it's a good time to learn. So maybe.
0: Good. Well, um, it's coming along very nicely, isn't it? Congratulations. Thanks.
2: Uh, good. All right. Time for the letters. Email messages and forward
1: BCC. One life letters.
0: Killing the oh, bed this week. Well, we are killing the, killing the bed we had some we had some correspondence immediately after the show was broadcast on Monday evening last time, didn't we? We did. Uh, we're Complaining. Having... <laughs> <laughs> let me let me read that out mm. um, because it was, I mean, it was absolutely to the point. Although um, well, I can't find it because it's press release season, isn't mm.
2: it? Deluge. Um, to explain what's going on, uh, we we use a virtual studio as we've mentioned before, and we've been involved in a dialogue with them for several months. As listeners to the show will know, because I've talked about it, and one of the they fixed many problems and introduced other ones. And the current problem they have introduced is that when we play something back, it is too loud. But it's only too loud to you, listeners. At our end, hear it at a normal volume. That we can talk over. at Your it's
0: end, just, it's just doesn't it's work. Just good fun, isn't it? Yeah, just thanks. Fun. Yeah, Jerry. Jerry Thomas um, wrote uh, four minutes before the show ended on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Hi all, great short. <laughs> Hi all, great show. But when playing your beds, can you please turn the volume down? Can't hear a word you are saying during the letters or reviews. Cheers. Seven out of ten. Jerry, long time listener, very old gamer. Jerry, apologies. Um, hopefully. Uh, This week's will be easier on your ears. Chris Conroy wrote, dear team, etc. Did you ever do any play-by-mail games? I've talked about it before, but Julian Gollop's revolutionary, but now sadly lost to the mists of time, asynchronous play-by-email Laser Squad Nemesis was one of my favourites, fitting into that strange period where people were trying to work out how to make the internet work for them before the infrastructure for truly scalable multiplayer was in place. And I can clearly see the evolution into Frozen, Synapse, and beyond. Right idea, wrong time. Anyway, to help Raging Grins maintain their letter-writing streak, I thought we could play a game of chess. I'll start. King's Pawn to E4. Over to you, Simon S., your clunky communication correspondent. Chris Conroy. Thanks, Chris. Yes, I remember. um, BattleMail, fondly, um, which was Street Fighter uh, by email. Mm. And that was excitement back at the company I worked with when that was around. In between us thinking up stupid <laughs> ideas for to, to, to get video games mentioned on radio shows,
2: I played something that I, I have not thought about since then until this point, and I have no idea what the game name was. But maybe someone someone out there does. It was I played it with my family, with my brother and my mother in a kind of play my play by mail way. So we would take a turn on the, you know, the PC and then say we had finished it and then someone else would go there. I think it would literally email the turns to each other or send, send some data that way. So it was designed to be played remotely. We played it locally. And it was a space game. It was space uh, harvesting, conquering the galaxy type thing. That's all I can really remember. You would, you would go to planets. I think you would get resources. It would certainly be a board game. Uh, these days and perhaps was modeled on a board game no idea what it was called but certainly really enjoyed it like really really enjoyed it um definitely definitely not going to remember what that game is called
0: we've got 20 minutes to here in silence, <laughs> um an, an evolution of that i bought a um a vertical chessboard mm. uh, a few years ago you know back when we bought silly things off kickstarter yeah and um Put it at the top of our stairs, mm. and every time either myself or my wife passed, we'd we would take a turn, and that was uh, we were playing by mail at the top of the stairs. That's so really cool. I, mm.
2: I have you thought about uh, teaching Ramona to play chess?
0: Uh, I have thought about it. I've decided not to do it quite yet mm. because um, she gets frustrated when she doesn't understand things immediately. Um, and also hates losing, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, yeah, I don't think she's quite ready for it yet. But I'm looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, there are, um, you know, I read news stories. You know, this this five year old just beat a grandmaster, and I'm like, yeah, she's got to learn now, got to learn. So we took her to a chess club, uh, in a Did local chess club, and <laughs> she, uh, yeah, she she really enjoyed it. She got she 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 played uh, an eight year old. Like it, what, you know, a, a guy taught them both to play at the same time. was like, this moves here, this moves here. And, you know, I was I was slightly helping Alice a little bit and he was slightly helping the the eight-year-old. And, and it got to a stage where, you know, there were only, I think each of them had four or five pieces left. And we were both, you know, the adults were like, okay, well, should we call it a draw right now? And both of the girls were like, no absolutely they wanted blood like they wanted to get into they wanted, you. Were
1: just
0: chasing the king around yeah. and that's yeah
2: fortunately that's what it ended up like and then right. we were like okay it's time to yeah so uh but yeah I, I'm, I'm you know quite excited to to sort of uh, i want her to be in a place where she can beat me at these games like without me patronizing her and yeah. that is helping with some of the the uh card games that we're playing, the ones that, you know... i So Alice is obviously a year behind Ramona. Uh, yeah. And so you first introduced us to Smelly Wellies.
0: A little bit, of, little bit of Smelly Wellies.
2: Which was a, you know, follow-up from Cupcake, which was the first game we played. And now we've moved on to this one called Sleeping Queens, which, yeah. you know, has some strategy and has some bluffing in it. And she's getting good at that and can definitely beat us, playing one called rat tat cat uh, But I also... Thanks to I think it was was it you that recommended this one? Was it David that recommended this?
0: Oh, David, yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep Sea Adventures, that is, listed. Deep Sea Adventures
2: on, on, on either Steve or me. Mm, so escalating through those card and board games. Um What's it? Like? Yeah, there is I've not played it yet, uh, but I will, okay. I will update. Um, but that's good, a good point. I'll talk about Sleeping Queens in the uh, in the review section because I've been playing a lot of that, and I'm sure a lot more of my reviews are going to focus around the games that I am teaching Alice to play and teaching Alice that it is okay to lose at as well because um, that is the biggest we, um, task. Uh,
0: thinking of the travels, um, we're off on holiday at the end of March. Actually, mm. Yes, yeah, so I, I need to put those applications in. The HR calendar, um, and obviously I'm going to be at GDC. You're
2: not going, are you? I don't think so. I don't think so. Although it's we're in that phase where think reasons to go keep adding up, and it's but it's so expensive at this point to to go that probably not.
0: Well, um, I go to GDC, come back, and then go on holiday. And um, thinking about uh, stuff to keep the family entertained, mm. I bought some. And of course I did, Steve. I bought some Bluetooth dice. <laughs> of course. Of course I did. Why wouldn't you? Of course I did. Well I, just, I mean, how, no, I, just simplify things, won't it? Just, <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> um they come with a number of uh, with a central application uh that you put on an android tablet and so you throw physical dice and then you play mm-hmm. snakes and ladders or there's a there's, there's like a math swimming game mm-hmm. um or diving board game where you use them to add up combinations of um dice uh which is good um but the ones that um have the biggest opportunity to cause the most dramatic um, reaction are the ones where you push your luck. So we've been playing Mm. pig um, where you, um, yeah, you, you, you roll dice, but if you roll two dice uh, and then you move forward that number of squares, but if you throw a one, Mm -hmm. then you'll, you'll go reset. And if you throw a double one, Mm. one, you go all the way back to the beginning very very risky game but very enjoyable do you in maybe, maybe, in those maybe circumstances in
2: do you roll one do-, do you roll them both at the same time or do you roll one and then go oh, it's a one
0: oh uh, no uh, we have been rolling them both at the mm. same time but you're right um, yeah maybe you roll one one and then you go oh the batteries have run <laughs> let's, let's just say you've won let's just <laughs> say you've won shall we perfect uh, good times uh, on the, the discord um Ba, 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 ba. Kenjara writes, Hello, Team and SSG. I managed to resist the urge to pre order Helldivers 2, but eventually caved in when I got sick of people saying how great it was. We've all been there. Um, such was my luck. They took the game down for maintenance a few hours right when I bought the game. I did eventually get to play it, and I've only been able to play sporadically since due to the servers being full. The sorry. Um, uh, the, sorry, the game is full. Please try again later message got me thinking. Surely the game should be able to host everyone that has purchased it. Otherwise, what are you buying? It seems immoral to not to be able to accommodate people that have purchased it. Given these issues have become constant occurrence, not just limited to the weekends. What do you think they should be doing? They certainly don't seem to be in any rush to resolve the issue. Should they have paused the selling of the game as to not make the issue worse? Did they really not expect this number amount of players to me? Sony seems to be pushing it pretty hard as if they knew there's something special ahead of time. Does the game even need to be online only? In my opinion, it doesn't. Thanks Shane. It's a great, great mm. letter, Shane. Um, as somebody who's been experiencing uh, the perils of online play <laughs> very recently, uh, it's really difficult to do. Now, I mean, it, we are, um, we, Yogscast Games, a very, very small um, indie publisher working on a tiny game. And the multiplaying solution that we have been using requires you to select an account level where you have to predict um, how many people you think will be playing it what's the most number of people that can be playing it together at once? And that's how they mm. um, charge you for that. The one that we're using does let you go over that number, um, but only for 48 hours before you have to sort of buy the next level up or agree to a per user charge or what have you. Mm. Um, so uh, I'm not sure what, what they are using, but I would imagine, um, whoever it is, um, it's not just a case of... yeah. Uh, uh- I mean it will be a third party service basically that they'll have to negotiate with
2: that will be part of it but also I can guarantee to you that they are in a rush to solve it and that it yes. is you know obviously they'll be delighted at the success of the game and I think these things scale much bigger than people like expectation for success is a hard thing because you never want to expect success, because then you're going to be uh, disappointed. It's a little similar to the Suicide Squad story that you're sort of setting that base level of expectation or disappointment informs all your reactions after that point. So, especially in the video game industry, you're kind of you want to under uh, you know underplay how a game's going to do. That said, you've got a plan for a you've always got a plan for a place where it does really really well. Um, and the game has done really, really well. It certainly exceeded their expectations. Um, I'm certain of that. And that's positive, but at the same time, these, this feeling for them right now will be that they are blowing it. Or, or I believe things have been resolved this week, but like, will have been possibly up until that point, been like, we've just created this thing and it's doing incredibly well. And all we're doing is upsetting the people who are playing it. And this moment, this sort of, Bottled lightning that you've got right there is just like you're like in a week's time, they'll be talking about something else, and everyone will have moved on to something else. Something else will have dropped, and we'll have lost this opportunity to keep this, you know, these millions of players engaged and engaged and engaged and turn, you know, this great success into an even bigger success. So there's no doubt that A, they'll be, you know, during that period of making everyone on the internet angry. Uh and the servers not working, they'll have been terrified. Yeah, you know,
0: it's. Um, they seem to have sort of ridden that uh, wave of um, potential negativity, right? So it's mm. rated mostly positive. Seventy-seven percent of reviews are positive. So a lot of people are sort of sticking up for them. I think you know, as as you mentioned, people have been able to play it over the weekend. It's just really tricky, though. Like, so you know, our um, our online issues have been with plate up on console, which we've just launched. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, you know, we're a small team. It's been mostly outsourced. So we've been relying on partners and all the rest of it, but part of what we needed to do, see it launched into game pass and you have to select these tiers of Mm -hmm. how many people are going to be playing it. Right. And I think Phil said, and I might get this figure wrong, but it was, it was around this. I think he said there are 35 million game pass subscribers. Mm. So then, how many people do you think are going to be playing our game at, at, at once? Can you? How do you put a figure yeah, on that? You can't. No. Uh, well, we did. Yeah.
2: You have to. <laughs> you have yeah. to. I mean, this. I, I came off the call I was having just before this, and we were talking about my big puzzle game, and the guy, you know, said on the call, "How successful do you think this game is going to be?" And I'm like, "I. Well, <laughs> there are billions of people, and they're." Mostly probably not going to play it. So some n- <laughs> some number between naught and a billion, or, or
0: you know, you don't know. It is, but but that question of whether they should have continued to keep selling it is interesting, mm. isn't it? If is yeah. knowing that you couldn't then buy, download, and play.
2: Yeah, it's hard. Like I, I think that's a really really good question because the, you're you're at, you're you know right morally, you've at least got to do a big buyer beware thing. You you are buying this thing and you can't yeah. play it for another. Uh, until we fixed this thing. But financially, that's the sort of decision that you know n- no one in a, a company like that's going to be able to say, oh, let's do this, because this is your moment. Everything has been building up to this week. All your marketing, all your development has been building up to this week of release. And then to do the thing that is morally correct at that point and to be the person at the studio who makes that decision and says... Yeah, we can't do that. That's really hard, really tough.
0: Thank you for the letter. I think that was it for this week.
2: Thank you for all your letters. If you want to contribute to One Life Left, and we would love you to do so, you can join the Discord, uh, and you can leave a message in the Mailbag channel there. Or, if you don't want to join the Discord, if the promise of a new genre-creating, groundbreaking... Free to play puzzle game isn't enough. And you can just email One Life Left by emailing
0: team at onelifeleft.com and we'll send back an APK <laughs> attachment, which, even when you download it from the official source, does incur a security warning from Google. It says that it's potentially unsafe.
2: you're listening to One Life Left or Resents 104.4 FM, it's about eight minutes to the hour or it's whatever time it is where you are if you're listening to this as a podcast, which you can also uh, do. It's time for the reviews. It's reviews review jingle. I, I've got a fear that it is actually still playing in the background uh, for some people because that's how it behaved last time. But either way, we will fix it in post this week. Simon, what have you been playing?
0: uh i well i played quite a bit this week um i did play Helldivers divers 2 i got caught up in all the hype i downloaded it i went through the tutorial i don't know how they've got away with that game it is just starship troopers mm. like it is mm-hmm. starship troopers even down to the you know there's this the um the the propaganda mm-hmm. uh, and all that sort of stuff um and the bugs everything about it starship troopers i don't know how, how are you allowed to do this <laughs> Um, anyway, I found it really difficult uh, and then said to Dexter that he should probably just take over my account because he's better at games than I am. <laughs> seven out of 10. Um, I downloaded um, the Pocket Jockey, which was relaunched on Switch after the um, Indie Direct, mm-hmm. or the Partner Direct, um, and that's Solitaire Horse Racing. Um, it's as great as I remember it. I still don't fully understand what's going on, um, but I'm having a good time playing it. Seven out of 10. Wait, what's that on? It came out on Switch this week. Okay. It was, it was originally on 3DS, I think. Um, right, okay. And, uh, it's n- not on
2: Steam or anything then?
0: No, it's just on Switch. Okay. But there's a lot of card games around at the moment, aren't mm-hmm. there? Um, I've not got into Regency Solitaire 2, which I was hoping to play uh, for this week. I'll save that for next week. But I did play Balatro along with everybody else. The poker roguelike.
2: That's the one, isn't uh, it? And
0: That's the one.
2: I've been avoiding it because I know it will get me and I wanted to finish... Black Diamond before I uh, before I started something like that so go on then tell me how it's going to get me
0: uh, it's just a really really good clever tight uh, game that takes an established set of rules Mm -hmm. brackets poker Mm -hmm. and lets you break it Uh, with jokers and modifiers and uh, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's good. Um, James uh, from Ground Shatter on the uh, Discord, James Parker, sums it up uh, in the review section. He says, Blatro, like everyone else on Twitter, brackets formerly Twitter, I've been playing Blatro. Either it's genius because it's a beautifully designed deck builder game based on poker, or it's genius because it looks like a beautifully designed deck builder game based on poker. But it is actually just a clever clicker game either way. Very good, potentially very dangerous for Steve seven out of 10. Mm. And that's it. It does this. um, I think people are sort of really enjoying these combo breaking runs that you can get mostly by accident Mm. um, where suddenly for a hand that was previously worth 30 points, you might play it and get 10 billion. (laughs) (laughs) And then you feel clever for having done that. when Actually, it's just been circumstance. Mm.
2: That that would get uh, me. That's yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Yeah, I will I will play both that and Regency Solitaire uh for next week, I'm sure. Uh seven yeah. out of ten. So I've been playing uh Sleeping Queens, which is a card game uh, which I wasn't aware of before. Did I, did we play that over Christmas we did. at Johnson's so, Christmas? Uh yep. very simple, you are dealt a hand of five cards. Uh in those cards, maybe uh number cards or uh special cards the number cards you can just swap out with the with the deck so you can say oh i've got a one i don't want that anymore or you can say i've got two ones you can swap them out or you can do a little bit of maths and say i've got a three and a four and that adds up to seven swap out three that's the only purpose of the number cards the aim of the game is to end up with some queens and the way you get queens is to have a king in your hand if you have a king in your hand you can
0: Play it and pick up... What is this, Stee? Is this the 1970s? Well, I'm coming
2: to that, Simon. The only way you can get a queen is by playing a king. Uh, You can also have things that allow you to take other people's queens. So you can have a knight. You can steal a queen off someone... But if they have a dragon, they can rebuff your knight. And there's a couple of other mechanics like that. It's nice. It works really, really well. It's exactly at Alice's level. She can play it really, really fast now. like Just like, bang, bang, bang. I'm going to do this. <laughs> it's quite fun. And there's a lot, little bit of sort of gentle bluffing in there. It was designed by, I think, a, a six-year-old or something. So Simon, it can't be bad. Six-year-old girl designed it. Okay. Uh, but I did notice that they made Sleeping Queens 2, in which the queens have to rescue the kings. So a response to game uh so yes yeah, super fun i've also been playing a game called cat attack uh no not cat attack rat attack cat uh where and um, tell me if you recognize this mechanic you're dealt four cards you have them in front of you in a line left to right you can look at the left one and the right one and the idea is to swap them with other players And to play special cards that allow you to peek at other people's cards or draw other things, and then at some point you go rat attack cat, and then you've got to have the lowest, you know. So oh, I've got a naught, and then didn't know what this card was. Oh, it was a five and a two and a one, and you add those together, and the person with the lowest wins in the thing. It sounds good. Really tight mechanic. Really, really nice. Feels like it might be based on a well-known game because the fact that it works with 54 cards makes me think yeah right. that's just a pack with jokers and
0: yeah yeah
2: it feels like it probably is taken from somewhere but yeah really really enjoy it um smart smart game and again fun to play with your family seven out of ten This
0: sounds to me though do you need to charge the cards up with bluetooth <laughs> yeah.
2: they are missing a trick What's the point there then? Did I tell you we we enjoyed playing Ludo on the Switch as well in Fifty Two All Time Classics? Right, it's called yes, uh, yeah, that's really really fun. But it would benefit from some Bluetooth dice, I think. Of course it would. Of course <laughs> it would. Right, that's the show. Um, thank you, Simon. That was super super fun. Thanks, Steve. As always, uh, thank you all for listening. Another shout: uh, go to Resonance FM's website and uh, donate. But if you don't have the inclination to donate without getting something, please keep the 15th of March free. I believe it's the 15th of March. Friday the 15th of March, is that right? Uh, before I go to GDC, Steve, that is... Friday 15th of March, we are going to do a Marioke gig at Loading Peckham. Tickets available now. Join the One Life Left Discord, and I'll pop the link there. It'll also be in the show notes. Uh, that's everything I have to say. We will see you at the gig. Well, I will. Simon won't. Otherwise, we'll see you next week for another episode of One Life Left. Until then, goodbye. 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 <laughs> goodbye.